Hi, my name is Natalie Leno of the Vision 21 Implementation Committee, and this is the Meet Belmont Podcast. We are pleased to be broadcasting to you today from the Belmont Media Center in Waverly Square. The Town of Belmont established a town vision in 2001. Our Vision 21 Implementation Committee helps to facilitate the goals established in that vision. We established this podcast to have conversations with the leadership of Belmont Town Committees to increase visibility into the vital work that Belmont's committees do. We also hope that listening to these ideas and topics will help our listeners decide um, ways they might want to get further involved in the activities of the town. Today, we're thrilled to have with us Elaine Alligood, co-chair of the Library Feasibility Study. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, how long you've lived in Belmont, and why you decided to join the committee? Sure. I, um, I've lived in Belmont since 1998. We came to Belmont when my son started first grade um, for the schools, like everyone else. And I stayed here as well for the library. And uh, frankly, I've been a library trustee, an elected library trustee, since 2006. And I was the, one of the co-chairs of the Feasibility Committee. And our goal, in do, and actually my, personally, I'm uh, also a librarian for the last 44 years. Right, okay. I am the chief of the library service for the Boston VA Medical Center. And our library is very 21st century. We go on rounds. We're part of clinical committees and groups. And uh, we teach the residents. We teach the faculty. And we won the Federal Library of the Year Award as given by the Library of Congress. Because wow, congratulations. Because we've created a digital library all in the cloud, all over VA New England, unlike any other VA system. So you have a very strong interest in libraries. So now <laughs> I just can't get enough. <laughs> well, that's great. So, so um, you know, you mentioned that you've been involved for a long time. So um, I know there's been many iterations. So what is the yes. charter of the current library feasibility study that, um, as I understand, is actually in the process of concluding its its main work? Right. We concluded uh, in January, and went to town meeting this past. Uh, set of meetings in June to give our results. And you probably heard my the, the chair of the Library Trustees, Kathy Kahane, give the presentation about what we did and what we found. And so the, the Feasibility Committee was uh, part of an agreement between the Board of Trustees of the library and the town. It was approved at town meeting last year. And what our goal was was to look at what kind of library was best for Belmont, not what we had to do to get a grant. The grant system through the Mass Board of Library Commissioners has a formula and a lot of rules for how a library should be built. And so consequently, you fill out all these forms and how much space you need for this, that, and the other thing. And then they calculate to, according to their formula of what size your library ought to be. So the last two grant applications that we submitted were sc scoped at 45,000 square feet. And that was considered by many people in the town, some not big enough, some too big. And so this time around, we knew that we were unable to go for another grant because we'd given back two in the past, the very recent past, and the, it just wasn't a good idea to go again. Mm -hmm. And so we really wanted to talk to people, everybody, everyone we could find who would, like, would spend a few minutes telling us what kind of library they envisioned. So we had over 34 meetings, 
with all the town committees, all the town departments. We had three public meetings uh, where we invited the public to tell us what they were looking for. We completed a uh, library five-year plan, which is part of our requirement as a public library in the state. And we talked about that five-year plan, and we got people's input. It, it, that was a public po uh, committee as well. And so we went to the people. We went to every group, even informal groups, uh, that we and, and influencers in town, too. So everyone gave us feedback. We pulled all that together and created a, uh, a report on what kind of library people wanted. We even went to the children's room and asked the children what they would like to see. Uh, and there were some very clever ideas, like a big giraffe at the front door and all sorts of very, uh, very creative mm -hmm. ideas. So, and a ball pit, and you know, it just went on from there. And a waterfall, and, and so this and this report is a, is is it available on the it's town on the website? It's the actually library? on the library's okay. website, so you can read it. And so, what we came up with, part of our feasibility committee, was to come up with looking at the three options that were out there. So renovate the building as it is, renovate and add an addition, or build a new building. So we went into it with as open in mind as we could have, having done it before. Um, and we used an architect who, who took all of this feedback from the children on up and mm -hmm. came up with some options. We, didn't, we weren't looking to make a design. We didn't have that kind of uh, uh, dossier to do. But what we did do is look at where on the current property we could put the building and whatever, what the footprint might look like. So it, when you see the report, that really what you see is a bunch of footprints with some, you know, sort of building-like placeholders. But mm -hmm. those, are, are, those are not to be construed as a design in any way, shape, or form. And so what we looked at was the basic cost for these buildings. And, and we got a structural report from a group of structural engineers that was very influential in which one mm -hmm. was the outcome, at the outcome was the, the best way to go. So the first one, renovating the building as it stands, was would take away a good 28%, 29% of the space to meet ADA requirements. We would have to put in an elevator that could hold at least one wheelchair, if not two. And it would take up a lot of space to meet those ADA requirements, as we should. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the library is open to all, and it should be accessible to all. So that didn't, that isn't, a workable option. But the second option of an addition plus uh, a renovation was, it looked at first like it might be a good option, but because of the poor structural condition of the building with the load-bearing walls not being the exterior walls, but a square inside, so to speak, of those exterior, that rectangle. And also the fact that it was built before the building codes were increased for uh, earthquakes and for the, uh, the water that is in that area because we're surrounded by water on three sides. It's a very wet property. So that would actually be a larger building and cost more because of that structural issue with the load-bearing walls having mm -hmm. to stay there. Having to work around it. Yep. Yeah, so you'd have space that you couldn't use well. And then the third option was to re take it all down, 
And let me just say, the building was built in 1965 in a very inexpensive construction style. So there was no HVAC system. Uh, there was no air conditioning. <laughs> and so over the years, there are eight units on the roof, which is uh, meant to hold only 15 pounds per square foot or so. I forget what the actual number is. But it's now holding like 50 pounds per square foot. So you know, on a bad winter day, it, it could go mm -hmm. awry. And <laughs> we don't want that to happen, of course. But so the building just isn't suitable for expansion. And so looking at a new building gives us the ability to have wide open spaces, very flexible spaces that could meet library needs going into the future, another 50 years. The um, lots, you know, few walls as possible, but with, you know, walls where you could have a, a meeting room, a little bit larger assembly room than the one we have now with exterior doors so other groups in town could use it. Mm -hmm. And we'd have the children's room on the first floor the adult on the second and there would be elevators so people could go wherever they needed to um, and so anyway there are lots of options for that and it's a much more a flexible space that as we've imagined it but we don't have a design we just have the opportunity for you know kind of looking at where you would put our programs it's not it's not fixed in any way. We shouldn't think that. <laughs> so, and and that option though came in, as I understand, financially that, less than yes. the Reno plus. And that option one. came in as the uh, as the sort of least, the most cost effective, okay. and less expensive than the uh, addition plus a renovation. The ballpark that one was about the, the third option was about twenty three point five million, maybe twenty four. And then the middle option would have been more money, but for this sort of difficult space. And then, of course, the, the first option, you would have a much smaller building and for you know a, a similar amount of money, but just not the flexibility. We are the 11th busiest library in the state of Massachusetts regardless of population size. I think that's that's a really incredible, <laughs> I, I heard that statistic and was surprised. And I think the other thing I heard was that there's like a, a thousand unique visitors a day or something. On average, it's yeah. a thousand visitors a day. And I know there are some folks in town who don't believe us, okay. but <laughs> it is part of our requirement as a library in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts that we report certain statistics, and that's one of them. And so we're open seven days a week, not... It not not year round, um, but for, we'd love to be year round. Mm -hmm. We just it's not in the budget, but we are open every day most of the time. So people come to our building when all the other town buildings are closed. We are a very busy building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the big question we we have this idea: the, what's next? So your your committee has kind of ended its. It's made its recommendation about the next best step. What happens from here? Well, we've we presented to the town at a town meeting, this past town meeting. And what we'd like to do is now uh, get a partnership between with the town again to, uh, to buy a, a schematic draw, a set of schematic drawings so that we can then go out and raise money um, as part of a public-private partnership while we um, are in line for the report from the capital projects group uh, in the fall. 
And we have, as everyone knows, there are four buildings in Belmont that are on that are on deck to be replaced or renovated or you know rebuilt. Mm -hmm. And the library's one, the D DPW, the high school, and police station, and the police station. And so we, none of us feel certainly in the library, we don't want to compete with anybody. Nobody wants to compete. It's not about that. We want to do what's best for Belmont. We want the right size library for Belmont. And we also want to be able to go out and raise money um, to do that, whether it's uh, you know, finding other private granting opportunities as well as raising private money. So we're just hopeful that whenever the capital projects uh, committee puts out its plan that we're you know going to be able to move forward at that point so will there be um when you say the we um who's the we i know the we is thank you for asking okay. that we have the belmont library foundation which has over the years been the the uh beneficiary of a number of bequests so we do have some money in our in our library foundation we have a a new library foundation president Claire Coburn, who um, welcomes anyone who's interested in participating in the foundation and getting it back, um, back on track, and you know, doing what we need to do to to raise money. That's our. There's the fundraising entity. Okay. The Friends of the Belmont Public Library are. I always want to break into Bette Midler's song about you got to have friends. They have been steadfast and fabulous in their support of our programs of uh, renovations, small renovations, like the one that's taking place right now. The reference room is in the process of getting new paint, new furniture, a whole new look. And uh, our director, Peter Struzero, has been very inventive and very creative at finding small things that make big differences and changing them inside the library. And so, so, so I should probably know a little bit more about what the friends of types do. But so this is just kind of private citizens in Belmont who who love the library okay. and they um, they meet once a month. Um, I think it's Thursday mornings. You can go to the library webpage and find out. Okay. And uh, feel free to participate. They um, they put on our they help put on our program uh, one book one Belmont. Okay. Yeah. And they uh, do a lot of the programming that you see on Saturday afternoons for music and author programs as well. They're just terrific. Really okay. Terrific bunch of mostly women, but uh, all are welcome. And so. Um, I guess it sounds like at this point, you know, one of the things we like to do in the podcast is kind of talk about the how often does your committee meet? How does one get involved? What's the commitment like here? It looks like the feasibility study is, your committee is concluding. So for someone who might be listening to this and is also passionate about libraries right. and, and wants to do, you know, to help make this new library happen, what, what would you say the best way for them to kind of? Well, they can get in touch with the foundation okay. or with the friends. The friends aren't about raising money for the building, but mm -hmm. they're about raising awareness. And, and they recently funded a marketing committee, which has just rebranded the library. So we have new colors. We have a new logo. So they've done a lot to make uh, the library better in, in small and big ways. They run the library book sale, and it's the book sale, uh, which is ongoing uh, in the, on the second floor lobby of the library, but also once or twice, once a year for sure, and sometimes twice a year, we have a big book sale. Book vendors come, booksellers come and buy, and so that's, that's sell that 
supports many, many of their activities. Um, it's surprising. Belmont is a town of readers. Yeah. So, and if you have books you want to donate to the book sale, bring them to the library. Great. Well, thank you so much, Elena. Thank this has you. been really helpful, and it sounds like you've, you know, thank you for all of your hours. <laughs> Clearly, hours, maybe hours isn't the right term to use anymore. Weeks, uh, months, years. Yeah, but, yeah, volunteering, but, you know, hope to hear kind of great progress made in the library soon. Thank you. Um, so thanks again. I'm signing off from the Belmont Media Center. I'm Natalie Leno, and this was the Meet Belmont, Belmont Podcast. If you have any feedback for us about the podcast or topics for future conversations, please feel free to drop us a line at meetbelmont at gmail.com.